can light that star in San Marcos. It's a Bobcat winner and a repeat Sunbelt Conference Championship for the Bobcats. Right down the middle, struck him out. As the Bobcats have knocked off the top-ranked team of the country in their house. It is another episode of the States of Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Freeman. And uh, right now, uh, it is the month of March. March Madness is here. Of course, uh, you want to talk college basketball around this time of year. Both Texas State's men and women are getting ready for the Sunbelt Conference Tournament in Pensacola, Florida. At the time of this uh, recording, Texas State's men certainly in the running for a first-round bye in Pensacola next week as they get ready for the regular season finale against the Troy Trojans. And uh, going into that game, uh, the Bobcats won five straight games at home. So started to really, you know, turn things on here late in the year. They won two straight overall, coming off a win over ULM to open up this final homestand before that, and win in Atlanta on Saturday against Georgia State. So here to talk to us about men's basketball, a second-year player with the program, a sophomore out of San Antonio. Jordan Mason joins us on States Up. Jordan, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good, Jordan. Always a pleasure talking to you, talking to you and you and I actually – Visited uh, in the post-game interview on uh, Tuesday after the win over ULM, so we've had a chance to catch up before. But let's you know get to get to know a little bit more about you here on States Up, and um, you know, getting into some of what you've done this year. Your team's top score at about 13 points a game. Uh, you led the team in scoring in the win over ULM. You've put up 20-point uh, games three times this year to include your debut in the win over UTA. So. As you look at uh, year two for yourself so far, uh, what do you think has stood out? Um, so far, I mean, I think I think it's been a pretty successful year. Um, I know we've had, as a team, we've had a lot of injuries and a lot of ups and downs, but I think, you know, we've just been persistent. And I've been persistent, you know, dealing with injuries. And um, I couldn't have asked for, for a better season. I've, I've been able to learn and grow, continue to get better as a player. You know, as I mentioned, the team has won two in a row. It's a five-game win streak here at home. What's clicking right now for the team? What's been the difference? Um, I think we just, you know, we're trusting each other. We're becoming more confident in ourselves. And, you know, we're gelling at the right time. We've had injuries and all sorts of stuff going on. So uh, we're finally hitting that point where we've, like, gelled and really become a team. Yeah, Jordan, you mentioned the injuries. And it's been a story for this team going back to last year. Um, dating back to the beginning of last season, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, the team has played with a full allotment of players exactly once. One game, dating back to the beginning of last year, have you had everybody available going into a game? And even then, I think that one game, it did happen. I think that uh, Mason Harrell got hurt within it. Um, so you look at this season, you know, there's yourself, Davion Sykes, you know, didn't uh, make his debut until January. Dylan Dawson's missed some time this year. Colton Benson didn't play the first 10 games. Chris Nix has sat out a few games. You missed the first six games. How tough has that been from a chemistry standpoint? Um, I mean, it's been tough. You know, injuries are part of the game, so you kind of just have to adjust and go with it. But, um, I mean, missing those games, it's been, it's been rough for us because, you know, we never got to gel on the court in an actual game. And then, you know, a lot of those practices not having not having guys, you just you're not on the same page all the time. You don't really know 
what each other's thinking because you haven't played enough together. So it was, uh, it's been tough, but you know, now we're able to practice together and learn off each other and kind of figure it out. This is not to mention that you haven't had Drew Drennan the entire year. Tyrell Morgan only played the first two games and has since shut things down. You know, and right now your starting point guard who took over because of Drew Drennan's injury, Caden Gums, you know, has been missing some time after a scary injury at South Alabama. You know, looking at those three guys in particular, you got got a couple of vets, you know, Drew and and Tyrell that really haven't been in there, you know, and this young promising point guard missing time right now. Looking at the at the impact of those three in particular, you know, what has that been like? Um, I mean, they have a huge impact on the team in the locker room. Um, I mean, not having Drew all year was a—it's a big hit for us. I mean, he's a—he's a veteran. He's been in the league for a long time. He makes a lot of good plays for us, and he just kind of calms us down. And then, you know, seeing Tyrell early in the year—I mean, he was—he was amazing the first two games, and he was—you know—that was the season he was going to have. I, I just knew he was going to have a really, really good season. And um, not having him hurts. But um, we've had some guys step up, like Caden Gums. He stepped up when uh, his name was called. And, you know, missing him right now, he brings a lot of energy. And, you know, he keeps the team together. So I think it's it's just, it's been a little bit tough, but we play for those guys every day. And it kind of gives us something to motivate us when we're not as motivated as, as we should be to practice or anything like that. Because, you know, you can't take things for granted when those guys are, those guys are out. So just kind of try to play for them. And you would know about the next man up mentality. You know, I go back to last year and the first, what, six weeks, two months, you really weren't playing much at all. But then the injuries, you know, started to stack up. And so somebody had to, had to fill those roles, you know, and you come in and really, you know, kind of hit the ground running when you came, when you first started playing a season ago. Take me back to that point in time in your career and, and what it meant to you to take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, it was, it was honestly, uh, it was, I was a little nervous. You know, I'd never really played college basketball. Um, and, I, I mean, it was exciting. It was exciting being able to get out there and just have energy and just play hard. Because, you know, uh, just being given the opportunity to, to, to go show myself, prove myself, was it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. But I, was, I just honestly had great people around me, so it made it a lot easier. You know, like Mason Harrell, Nigel Caesar, guys like that. So it wasn't... It wasn't anything too overwhelming because they kind of just calmed me down every day, helped me keep my head on straight. You know, I, I bet if you asked people around the Sun Belt a month ago about Texas State getting a first round bye, not many people would have believed you. But here you are now in a position to do that. You get a win against Troy. You know, some other things happen around the league. You might find yourself in the top 10 getting a first round bye. What would that mean for this team in next week's tournament? Uh, it would mean it would mean a lot, I think. Um, you know we're we're a little bit short on short-handed right now with some guys out, and um, getting that getting that buy is, is really big. Last year, you know, we didn't get it, and we went on a run. And I felt like towards the towards the end of the tournament, you know, our legs started to get tired. It was a little bit it was a little bit tougher playing so many games, and the, and four days or five days that we were there, and um, I mean getting this buy is just it'll set us up to make a run and to do really well and still have the legs to finish. Yeah, and you mentioned the run last year. And now how fun was that? You know, you do have to play in the first round last year. You beat Georgia State, and then you uh, blew out Old Dominion, a team that had beaten you in the regular season. You know, then you get locked up with Marshall, not many expecting you to win, and you take them down in the quarterfinals, and you push Louisiana, the eventual champion of the semis. How, for you as a freshman last year, what was that experience like to be part of that run? 
uh, it was it was amazing. You know, I, I've always watched like March Madness and like conference tournaments on TV, and uh, we lived it. It was it was something you know nobody expected us to really go on a run and beat these teams. And so after after the first game, the first couple games, we started to get confidence and we got rolling. And that that Marshall game is man, I'll, I'll never forget that. That was one of the most. That's probably one of the most amazing moments in my basketball career. Let's talk about your family now here for a moment. Your mom, Tatiana, your dad, Adam. You have a uh, younger sister, Tatum. What is the Mason support group like for you with your family? Uh, they're, they're amazing. I mean, they're the most supportive people that I have, honestly. They're, I mean, without them, I couldn't I couldn't do this. I mean, you know, basketball is tough, and being a student athlete is just, it's, it's a little difficult. There's a lot of stress, and there's good, I would say there's ups and, ups and downs, but um, no matter what, what's going on, you know, my parents are always there for me. And then my little sister, I just want to be a good example for her. So I just do everything I can to be the best version of myself every day for her. Is Tatum also an athlete? She is. She plays volleyball. Nice. Where at? I assume in San Antonio? Yes. She goes to um, Brandeis High School in San Antonio. That's kind of a rival of your alma mater, Clark, isn't it? <laughs> Northside? It is. It is. I, it's hard to. It's hard to cheer for him, but you know, I, I have to do it. I have to do it just for volleyball, though. That's I got you. Were both were your parents both athletes, Jordan? They were. My uh, my mom actually she went to Clark too, and then she ended up playing at Baylor, and then my dad went to Incarnate Word and played basketball there. So I, I can see, you know, then where your love for basketball probably comes from from your parents a little bit. Is that is that you know how much how influential? Were your parents and your upbringing for you and in, in, in starting to love and play basketball? Uh, it was huge. I mean, since I was probably two, I think I was going to the gym with my dad. And I mean, my earliest memories are sitting down, watching his games or running around, playing with him, playing one on one or shooting at halftime of his games and just watching him, watching him uh, go play in like these men's leagues. And it kind of just inspired me to play basketball. And I just realized how much fun he still has playing the game, even being 35 years old, still doing it. You know, I was reading your, your bio online you know, on the Texas State website, you know, and players are asked these questions before the game, hobbies, you know, favorite food, you know, favorite players. So for you, the two players you listed, Michael Jordan, Kyrie Irving. So I'm kind of wondering here, with your parents having been huge basketball players kind of in that era, you know, when Jordan was playing, is that where you get your first name from? I'm just curious. It is. It is, yes, it really? It is. Yes. <laughs> All right. So that, okay. So um, obviously, you know, you were too young to watch Michael play. So have you gone back and watched a lot of stuff on YouTube? How familiar are you with this game? Uh, my, <laughs> I think my dad probably sends me clips on Instagram maybe three <laughs> times a week. I'm like, <laughs> I watch Michael Jordan highlights all the time. And I mean, I say he was amazing. Like his athleticism was amazing, but like the way he just got to his spots and just scored, like, him and Kobe are probably the two best at it I've ever seen. It's it's unreal. All right, so I have to ask Jordan the goat debate. Everybody, you know, it's all it's come down to Michael and LeBron. Who do you got? It's not a question. It's, it's MJ for sure. It's MJ. Not even close. Here's my take on the debate, and I've said this before: is that I think that LeBron is the more talented player. I think his overall skill set is better than Michael's. But Jordan, as the opponent, you feared him. You were afraid of Michael Jordan. You know, he was not going to let you win, really, at anything, if that's basketball, golf, or whatever. You know, he was out there to, you know, to hurt you. Um, LeBron, you know, not the same fear factor. So, so, for me, that's 
that's why I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Michael is the greatest of all time. Yeah, I agree. I'll say I think yeah, LeBron is probably more talented and overall better. But yeah, that that mentality is just different. It's crazy. So who do you try to style your own game after? Um, I would probably say, I mean, that's so tough. I feel like I try to take like certain aspects of everybody's game. Like Kyrie Irving's one of my favorite players just because of the way he's so creative with the ball. And like, I mean, there's nobody that can really dictate what he does. So I really like the way he plays and gets to his spots. And then like Michael Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, Kobe, like guys like that, like they're really good in the mid range and they just, they get to their spots, they raise up and they, they're really efficient. They knock down shots. You know, when I saw those players you listed, you know, Michael and Kyrie, and I think about, well, well hold on, Jordan's from San Antonio. You're not listing Duncan. You're not listing Parker, Ginobili. And I did throw in Kawhi in there a moment ago, but like that's a sore spot for Spurs fans. So were you a Spurs guy growing up at all? Uh, no, not really. Wow. I was, <laughs> I rooted against the Spurs oh, when LeBron man. was in Miami. <laughs> Well, you need to keep that to yourself anytime you're back in SA. So, as I say, it's unpopular for sure. Unpopular opinion. Um, also, noticed, you know, when, when looking some some stuff up on you, that you spent time volunteering with Be a Champion and the Special Reach program in San Antonio. Tell me more about that. Um, Be a Champion was um, I, I did some volunteer work with them. We kind of just um, we would we would hand out food to to kids and. Um, at, at schools and we would kind of just show our face and just kind of tell them about our experience as an athlete and you know being able to give them meals was was amazing and then special reach uh, one of my one of my friends uh, moms is uh, she has her own volunteering spot and so um, we help special needs kids um, they kind of do it's like a camp and so we um, volunteer for the day and kind of just play with the kid, play with the kids, and uh, just try to give them just the best experience that they can have because, uh, I, like she says, that everyone deserves to feel like Tom Brady. So that, that's that's her saying. And um, so we just try to make them feel as special as they possibly can and just have fun with them and help them enjoy their day because um, I know that they have some rough days sometimes because, you know, people, people aren't as nice. So we just try to be as nice as we can and, and help them out. That's great stuff, Jordan. Uh, let me ask you this. You, know, you mentioned how tough life can be as a student athlete. We've we covered the athlete part. Student-wise, what are you studying here at Texas State? Uh, I'm, an, I'm an accounting major. So uh, whenever your basketball career is over, that's here, that's after you, you play at the next level, what is it that you want to do You know, once you're done playing? Um, I think, honestly, I want to I want to kind of help a small business and, and do accounting for them. That's kind of my, that's my plan. I haven't really... Um, I've thought about it, but I like I haven't really. I've, I only know a couple of people that do accounting, so it's kind of I, I don't know exactly where in the accounting world I want to go to. But I think small business would probably be what I want to do. What uh, what hobbies do you have outside of the game? What what are you doing when you're not playing basketball? Um, when I'm not playing basketball, uh, man, that's tough. To be honest, I mean I play video games a little bit, but for the most part, I don't even really play video games anymore. I'd probably say. Um, I mean, I like playing volleyball a little bit now because my sister plays, so I do I do that a little bit in my free time and just spend time with family. So you're not big on video games. It's funny because a lot of the guys, you know, I understand sometimes bond over that. I, I seem to recall talking to you and Drew, like who was the best 2K player on the team. 
But Drew stepped in and was like, actually, man, Call of Duty is what, you know, I drew playing, what some of the guys play. Is is he the best Call of Duty guy on the team? I haven't I haven't seen them play recently. It, Drew is probably, he's definitely up there. I'd yeah. probably say, you know, I'm going to give it to him because I would say everyone says Drew's the best. I'm, I'm going to say Drew, but he can't. He can't beat me in 2K, though. I don't even play video games anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's why he switched to Call of Duty. Well, hey, Jordan, our fans can find you on social media, on Twitter, JAMason32, to uh, you know follow you a little bit more. Uh, and again, man, it's been great talking to you. Uh, this regular season's winding down. Best of luck to you and the guys you know, in the finale against Troy, and then after that into Pensacola next week. Here's to another great tournament run for the team, and uh, thanks again for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, then again, Jordan Mason joining us on the State Sub Podcast. Again, the Bobcats have won two straight, five straight at home, and look to extend those winning streaks and take on the Troy Trojans to wrap up the regular season on Friday. For Jordan Mason, I'm Brain Freeman, as always, reminding you to keep those states up, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>